Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 182, your once-weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm Steve. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night. If you have never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. This is a yep. family-friendly show in both language and content, and we do read all Super Chats on the air, so long as they meet the family-friendly criteria. And if you want to take part in the Super Secret Chat and the even more Super Secret After Party, think about joining the Discord or Patreon. Floatplane or Patreon, excuse me. Links are down in the video either description. One. If you join either one of those, your bonus is you get access to the Discord server where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all of the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the mm -hmm. awesome community over there. Also, so if you don't have time to catch us in the live show, this message is useless for you anyway, but think about checking us out on the podcast on anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. That was good. Welcome to the show. <laughs> you got that down packed. It, it's getting it's like, there. You got that. It's, you got that. Yeah. You can, you can turn it into a rap song pretty soon or, or <laughs> speed it up just a little bit. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. So. Uh, we just got to we just got to remix it, put a beat to it. We got top 10 right there. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I'm very much a creature of habit. A lot of my yeah. and and a lot of my YouTube videos that I shoot, uh I I workshop them live. Like I'll I'll, I'll mm -hmm. just turn on the camera and I yeah. usually have like an outline of what I want to cover, but yeah. I will say the same sentence five or six or seven times until it yeah. sounds right and the delivery is yeah. is engaging enough or it's the right yeah. emotion or whatever else. Um, you know, sometimes when I when I do scripted videos, hundred percent scripted, I'll just read the teleprompter mm -hmm. and I I fly through those because it's like you can only read the same sentence like right. three ways and yeah, and I, I need some more emotion from you. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have a director, yeah. you don't have a live audience. Yeah, so there's no real nervousness. I mean, maybe you might get some nervousness. I don't know. I but... used to get nervous when I turned the camera on. Uh, yeah. that long since faded away. I mean, yeah. it took longer than I thought it would. Uh, but I you didn't have to. You didn't have to picture the audience naked or anything like I, that. To... I I didn't. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, oftentimes I could sit here and practice naked, so it's <laughs> wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> not not for this channel. Yeah. OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to subscribe <laughs> to the OnlyFans for that one. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the show, everyone. How you doing this month, Steve? Oh uh, yeah, not too bad actually. Did good. pretty good. Um, had a had a bit of a lengthy weekend. Uh, went out and stayed at. Uh, I don't know if you're probably know. You you know Edgefield. I don't know if too many people who know what yeah. uh, what Edgefield is here yeah. in um, the Pacific Northwest. But it's a it's a pretty nice, uh, big open facility. It's an old uh, poor farm slash retirement home that's turned into a hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have like a distillery, a winery, and a brewery all on the facility, as well as a pitch and putt golf course and a theater and. Uh, a, a musical venue. Well, there's no musical venues going on now, obviously. But uh, we stayed there this last weekend, had a good time. Nice. Mm, fell down, got a little bit of a you know, bruise right there. But uh, <laughs> I, I have a matching one right up here right yeah. now. Yeah, it's a good time. Good yeah. time. So I was crawling under my house most of last weekend, uh, doing some maintenance and whatnot. And the last thing that I did was uh, our our furnace is actually underneath our house. It's kind of a weird oh. setup. It's it's hung underneath the rafters in our crawl space between our two levels. Um, oh, so you got a furnace powered by the Fraggle Rock guys? Yeah, exactly. Under, under the house, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, but uh, the lat. So I'd been I'd been under the house maybe five hours in total for the entire day. I was sore. I was tired. I was like just ready to be done, and I just needed to replace the filter. And mm -hmm. uh, 
And so I un unscrew it, take, take the filter, take the old filter out, set it down, go to grab the new filter, bend over, and I come back up and there's this like metal girder that supports the furnace. And I cracked yeah. my head right on that oh, thing, seeing yeah. stars for like an hour. Oh, <laughs> I'm amazed yeah. I didn't, I, it didn't actually bleed. Like I'm, a, I'm oh, yeah. amazed because I, I, I fully expected when my hand came up and came back down it's to be covered blood. in blood. Yeah. I fully expected that. <laughs> that. That happened to me. Okay, so maybe I should tell the story. Like I have a scar right here. It's kind of hard. Well, you can't see it now. It's all, all, but when I was younger, I think it was probably about 13 at the time probably. Mm -hmm. My dad had shown me how to make um, – uh, you get you get like a tin can and you punch a small hole at the top of the tin can and you leave the bottom open. Mm -hmm. And you get a firecracker, and you put oh, the yeah. firecracker in the hole. Firecracker so rocket. Yeah. yeah, and then and then you put that in water, and then you light the firecracker off, and it goes Doop, and it goes way up in the air. Yep. I thought that was cool, and so me and a bunch of my friends started doing that with a whole pack of firecrackers, and then like, I don't know, somewhere in the middle of the pack, I lit it up, but I put my head directly over it, and it was a short fuse. Yep. And it just goes Doop, right yep. into my head. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I, like I, I saw stars and everything. Like right, I'm like, oh, right. you know, oh, it's just a tin can, whatever. And I'm like rubbing my head, and I look down. I was like, wow, my hand's coated in blood. You know? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, staggering back That's to the house. That's a lot of blood. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then my mom, and mom sees my head. You know, I'm just like blood dripping down just my face. Him. I'm like, hey, mom, you know, <laughs> freaks out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's good times. Yeah, good times. Yep. All right. With all that. What are we drinking tonight, Steve? Oh, I got. Uh, let's see. On, on this Cinco de Mayo. Cinco. Well, no, no cervezas today. Uh, but I do have a hat. You do have the hat. I do have the hat. Yeah. I'm wearing a different hat, but yeah. I tried to get that one to fit over my headset. It just, it didn't work. <laughs> so I have uh, from Drink Everybody's Beer, called uh, Aggressively Relaxed Imperial IPA. Mm. Um, from Horse and Dragon Brewing, uh, they're in Colorado, I believe. Sad Panda Coffee Stout. I've seen that one, but I have not had that one. Yeah, I haven't had this one either. Yeah. That would be good. And uh, one of the newer ones from Rogue, which I have not had, uh, is the Colossal Claude, <laughs> which is like I think the cousin of Bat Squatch or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've had I've had that one. I'm I'm actually I'm curious to know what you think about that one. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean it's it's their Imperial IPA. I I yeah. I like Rogue. Yeah. But I find them kind of hit and miss lately. So, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. I I've had a couple from them where I kind of raised an eyebrow lately. I'm uh, like mm. Yeah, they're they're traditionally and, very solid. Yeah, um, and we were we were talking about what was representative of of a of a beer in Oregon and we kind of settled on Rogue's IPAs. Right. So, I'm expecting it to be um oh i i was gonna drink it i was gonna bring it but i forgot uh i saw it it was called there was an ipa that calls it's called taste like organ <laughs> i wanted to get that one i definitely <clears throat> need to try that one yeah um i i am also going for a straight up ipa fest today mm -hmm. uh so my first one i i i had to get just because of the name and that mm -hmm. is from binary brewing ducking autocorrect Oh, yes, I saw that one. Yes, <laughs> that one looks good. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, this is a West Coast IPA, straight up West Coast style, 6.8%. Uh, from Deschutes Brewery, uh, I went with one of their juicier IPAs. I got a Squeezy Rider IPA. Oh, I've had that one before. Yep. I, I like that one. Yep. Yeah. I have not had this one, but I heard really good things about it. It's good. It's good. And to complete the full spectrum of of Oregon beers and Oregon IPA styles, I went with mm -hmm. a Fort George Magnetic Fields, which is kind of one of their mm. hazy style IPAs. So, oh, yeah. so that'll be my finisher. 
So I, th I think I'm going to go West Coast to Juicy to to Hazy is how mm. I'm going to go tonight. I have not had that Fort George, although uh, I have really been enjoying their Hazies lately. Fort George has just been knocking them out of the park. One of the last ones I had was actually their collaboration, the, the Frenzyme series, which is always their Hazy collabs. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, a Great Notion and um, Fort George. And okay. it was it was excellent because like they both do amazing hazies. Yes, and it, and that was a very very good one. I think I'm gonna start out with the colossal Claude. and I have my I have the uh, a Cinco de Mayo themed glass <laughs> for today. I should have salted the rim, but I didn't. Excellent choice. Yeah, I I didn't have any any kind of Mexican lagers at all, or I don't drink no, Corona. Like, no. Yeah. Great. Now we're demonetized because I said Corona. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's give this one a shot. Um, it kind of reminds me of like the old school um, West Coast IPAs, but not as aggressive. Mm -hmm. It was way thicker than I expected it to be. Yeah. It was it's, way, it's way got, thicker. It, it's got a full body. A pretty good malt profile, but the hops are not very aggressive. Right, it's and, not like super hoppy. That that's kind of what uh, when when I hear Rogue Double IPA and mm -hmm. and and whatnot, I'm expecting super hop forward, aggressive, yeah. grassy, dank, uh, citrusy. You know, the the real in your face the hops. Yeah, and this is like the complete inverse of what I. Yeah, it, it, it's got a richer malt. It's a little bit sweeter. It's and you, and you and would think with thick. this, yeah, with this can art, it's got a big old Z monster on it. You would think it's going to be like punchy in the face, right? Bold or something, but no, uh, it's it's quite enjoyable. I mean, uh, it's yeah. not overly aggressive or anything like that. So if you're an IPA fan and a hazy fan, but you don't like the overly hop stuff, then this is really good. Yeah, yeah. I think they tried to make this more of a. a overall appealing ipa not mm -hmm. like super aggressive not you know good balance basically right yeah yeah uh meanwhile this one from a uh, binary brewing the ducking autocorrect um yes solid solid good. solid i'll have to go pick that one up yeah um it's it actually kind of reminds me of the of the claude um but uh it's because it's it's on the the malty or sweeter side for an ipa mm -hmm. but those mm -hmm. hops are not missing Oh, good. Th those yeah, hops are are very present up front. Is it supposed to be hazy? Because it doesn't look too hazy. It looks pretty. Clear. No, no. This one's just a West Coast. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. I, it's not clear, but it's uh, yeah. it, it's not hazy. All right, let's go ahead and get into our top story, and that is the raging battle between Epic Games and Apple. That's right. Uh, if you are not familiar with this. Uh, you probably should make yourself familiar with this because it's an interesting case. Yes. It's an interesting case that's going to have massive ramifications across digital marketplace industries. Mm -hmm. um, so if you don't know, Epic Games sued Apple uh, over Fortnite's placement in Apple's App Store. Uh, basically, Apple requires that anyone who uses the the app store that is if you want an application to be installable on ios or ipad os uh you have to use their app store yes and apple takes 30 percent. you also have to every every financial transaction that occurs within your application 
also has to take has place to through Apple's processing, which means any DLC, any yep. Fortnite bucks, any any whatever yep. has to go through Apple. There are zero alternatives to that. Now, this is where it gets a little a little fuzzy for a lot of people because Epic Games, their entire lawsuit is based around antitrust. Their 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 entire premise is that Apple owns a monopoly on this ecosystem. Yes. Um, or or has a monopoly in general. Yeah. Um, Apple is arguing we don't have a monopoly. You could choose not to play games, or you can choose to play the game on Android, or you could yeah, choose you to play the game on play, Xbox, yeah. or you could choose mm -hmm. to play the game on Steam. And so the fact that you can't buy it on Apple because they didn't want to play by our rules isn't detrimental to the consumer. Okay. Um and so basically we're not fighting about whether or not well the the root of it is we're fighting about whether or not epic games should be forced to have fortnite be installed through the app store or if yeah. they could host their own third party store right. uh or do they have to go through apple yeah. the the broader question is does apple hold a monopoly over mobile uh market stores marketplaces yeah i think i think the big crux of this is is what is defined as a market mm -hmm. what do we call a market right it is the mobile uh software considered a market or right. is ios software considered a market right um because and, I mean, and we can yeah, go ahead. We, go we ahead. have I'll, we have different we have different types because like because like the I think the whole crux of the thing is and this is why I think like uh, Android has a little more protection in this thing is because Apple created this walled garden mm -hmm. that you can't enter it unless you go through them, right? Which kind of makes Epic's argument maybe a little bit stronger mm -hmm. uh, uh, because I know that there was a Supreme Court case a while ago I think it was back in the '80s about Xerox. And them forcing people to go through them to do repairs, mm -hmm. and then the Supreme Court struck that down, saying you can't do that. That's that's considered a monopoly in that point because you're creating a market that only you can fulfill. Correct. Uh, but and like, hey, look where we at for consumer yeah, rights, and, and, consumer know, repair rights now. Exactly. I know. I know. That's and this this might even this case might even dovetail into that, like it the right might. to repair type stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, because a lot of it still pertains to that. I guess no one's really wanted to. And and it's very likely that this case may go up to the Supreme Court to rule on it. Yeah. But I I also do see Apple's case in this too, where. You know, this is our product. This is our hardware. This is our software. Mm -hmm. We're owed something, I guess. I don't know. It's it's here. Here's <laughs> here's the let let let's let's go back to the consumer for a second. Here, I purchased an iPhone. Right. That iPhone is mine. Yes. I run I, your I software, yes. but I can do with my hardware what I want to do with right. my hardware, and that includes right. things on the software side, so long as I'm not violating DMCA or copyright or right. or encryption or yeah. you know backwards compiling or yeah. whatever as long as i'm following the license agreement of right. the software i can right. do what i want yeah. and the license agreement isn't necessarily the law either so if the license agreement says mm. you you have to go through the app store to use our product that may not be an enforceable uh right. statement. yeah that's that's the thing you can the put fact, whatever you want in a license agreement right the fact that you can take an iphone and jailbreak it and put whatever you want on it means that the device itself isn't incapable of doing these things correct obviously 
Uh, it's that Apple themselves are enforcing it that you can't. Right. I mean, like with an Android phone, you can sideload just about anything you want. And mm -hmm. they, they build that into the operating systems. Like, oh, you guys just turn development mode and just load any APK you want onto your phone. That's yep. fine. There's even third-party uh, app stores. You, there's there's independent app stores on Android. You can get, mm -hmm. I think Amazon has an app store. Amazon has one. Um, yeah. If, right. But this is where it's going to get really tricky is what in the mobile space and the consumer electronic space in general constitutes a monopoly. Exactly. Because and and we are not lawyers. We're just spitballing no, we're from, not. from the couch right now. Yeah. Um uh it, it's gonna get really interesting to find out how they define a monopoly in this particular right. case. Because yeah. if they define the market as the mobile space, the mobile phone space, right. you have multiple mo mobile phone providers, although they're right. kind of in cahoots with each other, especially yeah. now that T-Mobile and Sprint joined up. Uh, you've got uh, multiple phone manufacturers. And so you've yep. got, well, you had LG, but you have Samsung, HTC, uh, yep. Apple, and, and quite a few others. Um, and then you have operating systems of which there's right. only two. And right. those two operating systems consist of 65 and 35 percent of their respective markets with yeah. apple taking up less of the prospective market but the largest yeah. single chunk yeah um so how do you define a market and right. inside of that market how do you define a monopoly does android yeah. count as its own market space or is yeah. all mobile phones considered the same market space does every manufacturer yeah. uh account for the overall market space or does each manufacturer if you consider their their pipeline where it's it's vertical integration is yeah. vertical integration in and of itself a monopoly when it comes to commercializing software well i remember, i'm i'm old enough to remember when uh, microsoft got slammed for mm -hmm. having ie automatically installed into their operating system yep. for a browser monopoly cuz like hey it's already installed why do i want to download netscape right you know because cuz i already have a browser so why do i need to right and they considered that a monopoly yep Exactly. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how they end up defining this thing, and I can see it going either way. Uh, but I actually I think you're right. I think that that uh, Epic has the stronger case possibly. Yeah. But it, I think it's going to have to come with, you know, how they understand the technology and the terminology and and mm -hmm. how it all works and everything like that. I mean, who knows? Who knows how it's going to go? Yep. Uh, we do have a couple super chats. Uh, one from Reverend, two dollars, cracking a dad smokes. Uh, Four twenty TDH double IPA from Blackstack. Oh yeah, nice. Uh, Novell Hub, five dollar donation. Nightmares Brewing Blood Eagle Sour Ale, seven point five percent from Farmingdale, that's, New York. That's high for a sour. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Uh, and then Nathan sends over five dollars. Thank you so much, Nathan. Really wanted to yeah. throw some money your way, but what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking from Binary Brewing. Ducking Autocorrect, West Coast IPA. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, usually as we open them, Skull will, uh, he's one of my mods over there, he will give the, the beers listed in chat. Uh, yeah. But thank you very much for buying this beer for yeah. me. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> and, and Skull's drinking a Viking Space Probe by Stone. Ooh. So, which a hazy double IPA. I've not had that by Stone. And no. usually Stone's really good. So. Yeah. I'm going to have to look at that one. Yeah. But yeah, uh, now the Microsoft case is is a little bit different because at the it time and and still today, Marcus Microsoft holds ninety five percent of the operating market system share. space. It is a huge market share, and and so 
when you when you own the entire marketplace, yeah. that's when you can constitute a monopoly, right. and and they can see you edging people out from other avenues. And, and that was literally at the time that was literally the only way people could get onto the internet. Yes. You had to use you had to have a laptop or, or a desktop. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have all these Internet of Things out there. We didn't have smartphones or anything like at the time. So that was the only Microsoft way to got sued for Internet Explorer at a time when dial-up and T1 lines consisted for over 90% of the yes. U.S. internet yes. infrastructure. In fact, yes. internet was not even close to the ubiquitous thing that it is now. It was not even close to even a necessity back then. In fact, doing your yeah. business over the internet was kind of seen as as very strange. It was seen. Oh, it was. It was seen as dealing with cryptocurrency is today. Yeah, as it like really as like was. a real novelty. Yeah, and and, only and 20 to the years ago. And I know. <laughs> Don't age me. Sorry, 23, 24 <laughs> years ago. And, and the people who did have access to those T1s were were the envy of everybody else. Mm -hmm. And and I had one of those. I got, I got uh, at least in my office, you know, not personally. We we did have double lines for a while, and so we had one system that was virtually always online or always connected, and and one oh, right. and then we have our own phone as well. They did have a few people that had the ISDN stuff. Yeah, which was which Ooh, was one twenty eight. Uh, yeah, one twenty eight. That was, yeah, well, faster than 256. That's right. 54K. 54 and yep. you didn't have to listen to that screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yep, double shotgun. That's right. Shotgunning modems is what they yes, used to call shotgun it. Shotgun modem, yes. <laughs> uh good times good times but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so what is a monopoly and is it the yeah. fact that apple doesn't have to compete in the android space does that qualify them to be a monopoly is the fact that you're selling a consumer device with consumer installable applications yeah it in in which case you own a 100 percent monopoly over your over your device yeah and so yeah that would if they constitute that Android's a direct competitor and people have the right to choose, maybe not. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting it's, to see. It's going to be really interesting to see, definitely. Um, yeah, because and and the whole point that if you, if this is a device that I have, I should have the right to do whatever I want to it. And I guess that's why they can't persecute you for or, or charge you or anything for jailbreaking a phone. Well, jailbreaking was found legal, and in fact, that yes. did go to a federal judge. Um, yeah, and so that's already been been pushed uh, quite a ways through right. it right so i mean the fact that you can do that and 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 not get you know in trouble for it uh i, I don't know i mean it's it's hard Although to don't say. don't tell sony and nintendo that that you can't get right. in trouble. right oh for, yeah of course <laughs> I, well i mean that's why they that i mean even though well i guess emulators are completely different than that but yes the the uh jail not jailbreaking but uh you know hacking the custom firmware on yeah, switch or firmware, yeah. second mm -hmm. os on your playstation 3 yeah. or yeah yeah oh yeah all that fun stuff mm -hmm. yep don't tell them about that anyway uh did you know we have a sponsor for today's video oh we do we do talking right. heads has officially been sponsored uh Money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today's Talking Heads is brought to you by none other than Linode. A uh, large chunk of my audience watches for the home lab content, but not everyone has the funds to get started or wants to dedicate an entire room in their house for a full server rack. You also have to deal with power and cooling requirements, hardware upgrades and replacements, and the noise that comes from hosting your own data center, like I do out in my garage, especially when the air conditioning is running. 
Rather than hosting your own personal cloud, let Linode host it for you. If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes most of the software tutorials that I have on my channel, like how to run your own ad blocking and recursive DNS servers, VPN gateways, or your own cloud-based Plex streaming server. Linode yeah. makes it simple to deploy and manage your own cloud services, with solutions ranging from a single shared CPU to massive multi-core virtual machines. They even offer dedicated RTX 6000 GPUs for graphic rendering and machine learning. With shared CPU plans starting for as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you want to go, there's no project too big or too small, and you'll find a hosting plan that fits your needs. Visit linode.com slash craftcomputing and get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account and get your own home lab started today or host your business site on there or business commerce. That's linode.com slash craftcomputing for a $100 60-day credit, and thank you to Linode for sponsoring today's Talking Heads. I'm going to use it to, to catalog my VHS collection. Yep. <laughs> you know what? Uh, there actually is a, a web app that you can host yourself that is mm -hmm. simply for cataloging. I, I forget what it's called. So uh -huh. Someone call it out because there's actually one for that. Oh, is there one? <laughs> yeah, there's a dedicated app for, for media library organization. Well, I know this is for media library, but I'm going to try specifically not for digital, VHS. like like no, no, I know, just like this is my collection. Type yeah, stuff. like yeah, it's a yeah, Dewey yeah. Decimal system for yeah. your yeah, VHS yeah, yeah. library. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> What's that? There was that place. In, I don't know if it's still open now. There was that place in Portland that they specialized in just like rare and obscure. Oh yeah, VHS. That they had uh, uh, they had VHS and Laserdisc and Betamax and yeah. like all all of the either old outdated or obscure formats if there was a, if there was a media that was that was printed on one of those formats they had it and yeah. you could rent it yeah yeah i can't remember the name of that place i don't know if they're they, they're still around or not but like I the laser disc copies of the star yeah. wars trilogy yeah like just rare stuff that you just mm -hmm. couldn't get anywhere right which by the way uh the Laserdisc copies of the Star Wars trilogy is actually the best edition of the non-special edition ever released to the public. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. There's there's like a lot of... <laughs> I mean, not that I want to like say hey, 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 I'm pirate stuff, but if you try to look for a copy of Star Wars... The despecialized. The despecialized yes, one is the one you want to get. Yeah, yeah. Much better. Not, not that I've seen it, but I hear it's the one to have uh, yeah. because basically some, some restoration hobbyist people took the Laserdisc rips of the Star Wars trilogy and color corrected them and upscaled them to 1080p. They also included parts of the special edition, uh, but they cleaned them up and made them match as much as possible. But they also yeah. removed a lot of the special edition content, like, right. like the giant beast that rears up when they're driving into Moss Eisley right. that looked yeah. like a pile of garbage in 1994. Like... It still looked like a pile yeah, of garbage. They they they, re, they recut the the, the yeah. Jabba scene, which was dumb. They yeah, didn't need to put that back in. Right, <laughs> didn't need to be there. <laughs> yeah, the the rings aren't there from the explosions anymore. That nope. just yep. took everything away yep. from the fireworks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. All the stuff I remember as a kid is back again. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, if if you have to get an edition of Star Wars, the despecialized, totally not pirated edition is the one to get. Anyway. Oh, Skull's got a perfectly legal copy of the Laserdisc original trilogy. Nice. Right. Exactly. But do you have a player, though? I, I don't know. Right. Player. I know my brother has a uh, Laserdisc of Aliens. Yep. Yeah, that's and actually, good. that's a pretty good segue. I think we're going to jump forward a little bit in the show. And oh, okay. And we'll talk about Starlink. 
yes. So it was kind of a slow news week. We didn't have a lot to go on, mm -hmm. so we just kind of, kind of put a couple fun ones in here and a couple that uh, that were a couple of weeks old that we just didn't get to in previous shows. Mm -hmm. One of them was now you know that. Yes, Starlink is an ISP. They are still bound by the laws and regulations of the United States and the FCC. And no, you can't just freely pirate content on them. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so apparently uh, a user who, because who, one of the, I guess, early adopters, obviously, <clears throat> was wondering if they're going to be tracking, downloading uh, pirated content. Mm -hmm. And so he started downloading some torrents, and a, a few of them slipped through. But he downloaded something from, I think it was uh, CBS. CBS, said, yes, yeah. CBS, and he got a little bit of a warning. Well, a little love note from the Starlink yeah. team. Please, please don't download illegal content over yep. Starlink, or you could be subject to fines, legal action from the content providers, or have your right. service terminated. Right. Uh, yeah, as if that wasn't apparently obvious to everyone. No. But just so you know, I pirating mean, is bad. Okay, it, it, it's it, it is still an ISP. I know it's a new technology, and it it still seems like a a new frontier in uh, internet connectivity. But uh, you're still <laughs> liable to um, internet copyright laws. Yes, I'm not saying you can't use a VPN. You you do whatever you want to do, but you could totally you know, obscure your traffic by by using a VPN or no, yep. individual services by using a VPN gateway. Yeah, like I've given a tutorial on. Of course, it goes everywhere. Yeah, Not yeah. that you should right. use it for piracy because piracy is bad, okay? Co copyright reaches into low Earth orbit too. Yeah, that's right. Yes. At least you, go, you go to the moon. Copyright goes at least 60 miles up, remember? Yeah, that. You, you go up to the moon, it's probably okay to pirate stuff at that point. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, who's ready for some bad news? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, seems like, it seems like every time... I'm the host or co-host. Co We're extending that that window out further and yes, further. I know. Every time that, I'm that on, light at the like, end of the tunnel is getting I'm, getting further and further away. I'm always the bearer of bad news. I know. When I'm on, I don't know what it I'm is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Next time I'll try to have good news for you on the show. Okay. Yeah. I'll try. That's good. Much better. Uh so Intel CEO was recently interviewed uh in a uh where did the interview? with i forget um i had to get this uh oh south china morning post yeah is is where this was at uh, that's where i always go for my news is south right china morning post. uh intel ceo says the chips shortage that is facing basically every global chip provider and and oem manufacturer and designer will last at least a couple more years <laughs> okay okay this okay to be fair though this it's indicative of the industry as a whole. Yes. But this particular one was was related to car chip, chips silicon for cars. Yes. But because but everybody... Intel seven nanometer fabs haven't exactly yeah, been yeah, groundbreaking. Exactly. No, 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 not exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this affects just about everybody. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this this article was relating specifically to automotive semiconductors. Uh, yeah. So all of the integrated electronics and and ECUs and uh, even infotainment systems inside of cars, yeah. uh, those those have been in just as much of a shortage as graphics cards and CPUs have. Uh, that in fact, uh, TSMC is one of the major manufacturers for automotive system on chip processors, yeah. and they're 
they've been working on fulfilling those orders more than they've been working on fulfilling AMD and NVIDIA and and right. and everything else. And so it's not that it's not that the orders aren't there and it's not that the demand isn't there. It's just TSMC and, and Global Foundries and all the rest literally just can't crank chips out fast enough fast right enough. now. Yeah. For a, ver a litany of reasons, which we've gone over here on the channel before, yeah. but it's just one more issue that means your graphics cards are going to be more expensive for a while. Oh, yeah, for a while now. Um, so, although this is bad news, and and I, there's something that we didn't we didn't post, and I, I was just kind of reading about it actually before we came on, um, and we didn't post it as a really news story, but it kind of relates to this. Um, now the, the the video cards are highly in demand mainly because miners are back, right? The, the the cryptocurrency miners are back. It's it's both because the PC market also wants them too. Yes, exactly. It's it's a so. it's a double edged sword right, right there, right? Uh, but of course, the unscrupulous uh, uh, crypto miners are like just sucking them up like no one's business. Yep. <laughs> I I yeah. But they're apparently mining it for Ethereum, not Bitcoin this time. Yes. But supposedly this July, there's supposed to be a rule change for Ethereum that should detract miners where, uh, because I guess with Ethereum, every transaction could be fulfilled by a miner. Mm -hmm. And then the miner will then take up, up proceeds of that transaction, uh, a percentage of that transaction. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess they're going to change that um, so that it gets reduced, it gets it gets bidded upon. So therefore, it's not because I guess it was an auction, and then now it's being bid up, uh, or it was bid upon, and then now mm -hmm. it's going to be like open market for it. I can't yeah. remember exactly how it works. I'm not well versed in it, but, yeah. but whatever, regardless of which, the change is supposed to help with miners not wanting to. Uh, it's supposed to translate to miners not wanting to buy as many video cards. Is right. basically what it's supposed to be. That's that's part of it. Um, yeah. Here's here's the flip side of that coin, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, is uh, that the last time GPUs yeah. were unavailable for a very short time, it was uh, end of 2018, and we thought the world was falling then. Haha. <laughs> right. Welcome to 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we thought the world was falling then for like four months because graphics cards weren't on shelves and and I went to Fry's and Fry's was charging $800 for a, a GTX 1080, which should have been $499 at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder why they went out of business. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there was a ton of demand and a lot of it was for miners and, and that demand lasted about three or four months. And when the demand finally went down, and this was both for Ethereum and Bitcoin, uh, people were mining for both, all of a sudden it wasn't economically viable to mine those cryptos anymore. Right. And there wasn't any other crypto that was expected to make any kind of leaps or any kind of gains. And so the miners ended up dumping the graphics cards to, mm -hmm. to recoup extra revenue. Right. The problem this time around though, that I've heard is even with this rule change with Ethereum, even with this change in in, mm -hmm. uh, in algorithm, mm -hmm. they'll just switch over to mine and Doge, and then they'll switch over to mining the next, and then they'll switch Could over be. to mining the next. Could be. As long as there's something on the rise and and worth getting in on. Uh, right. Because there's so many more currencies right now, and there's so many more that are starting to become relevant. 
Yeah. Uh, at the time, at, in 2018, it was Bitcoin and it was Ethereum, and Ethereum was a glimmer in people's eye. It, it, right. it wasn't. It wasn't a you know the number two juggernaut that it is today. Mm-hmm. So, the problem today is even when Ethereum changes up and and is no longer viable to mine, it could still go to the next. There's 15 one. other yeah. coins waiting. Yeah, in line. exactly. Oh, there's more than 15. There's a ton of them out right. there. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I think you're right. I mean, who knows? It it could help. It could give a pause in the market long enough that maybe some consumers can actually buy some cards. I don't know. Because you're right. I mean, like, like Bitcoin has a ceiling, right? There's a, there's only so many that they can mine, and then you, it comes to a point where it becomes economically inviable. You can't you can't put enough power into it. it doesn't make sense. Right. Uh, where I think Ethereum is different, where uh, you can mine the um, transaction. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of people were doing it. it. Doesn't doesn't necessarily you can make you can make money mining transactions as opposed to mining new coins. Uh, but I guess the rule change is supposed to alleviate that. Right. I, I didn't get a chance to read it too much. I didn't really understand it too well, but <clears throat> that was the gist that I got of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but you're right. You could just move on to the next one. Yeah. And no, and they might even do a reverse holdle uh, yeah. <laughs> where, uh, where they go, you know what? Nothing's really big, but we're, we're, we'll take a look at the market. And if another one jumps up in the next three months, tell you what, we're not going to sell our cards. We'll just kind of hold on them for a while and then fire them back up when the next coin becomes viable. Yeah. So. Who knows? Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. If I controlled the market, you all would get 3090s. (laughs) At least the opportunity to buy them at retail price. Yeah. At least opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would settle for a 3070. Yeah. At this point, but you can't even get them at MSRP anywhere. No. Nowhere. No. I've given up. I, I paid a seven hundred and fifty dollar markup to get my sixty nine hundred XT. Oh, that's man. Seven hundred. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm still okay. I'm I'm kind of like um, getting into like the uh, what do they call it? Like uh, um, I'm I'm gonna go back and just finish my old library of stuff that I never finished. Yeah, yeah. You, you have so, a, you have a ten seventy, which is kind of in that weird slot that the RX five eighty was for a number yeah. of years, where mm-hmm. It's a good enough card where it'll run anything. Yeah. But you also have to be very choosy about which settings you enable. <laughs> right. Yes. Like no, I mean I could I could play, you know, the Cyberpunk or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I got to dial it back a little bit. I don't want to do that. I I'm just going to go play some of the older games I never got to play. I'll crank up the settings as high as they go and it'll still look great and, you know, that should last me hopefully until you know, the market comes back down. Yep. Hopefully. It's going to be a patient yeah. gamer. I'll be a patient gamer. Yeah. Um, I even have family starting to ask me if I have any GPUs now. Uh, I get I get a lot of friends that are like, um, you know, some of the games so I want to play, they're so starting to be laggy. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, got any de- you don't have any deals that are yeah. like, what kind of video cards? I'm like, don't, 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 don't even think about it. Don't yeah. even think about it right now. Yeah. No, yeah. I, uh, can you build me a budget PC? Yeah, if you don't mm. want to play games. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to play Terraria for the next year and a half? <laughs> I got a Vega 8. What do you got? <laughs> no, sorry. We can't even get APUs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I don't sell cards. I 
just as a rule. I don't sell cards. I don't sell CPUs because I never know when I might need that particular one again. Right. And yeah. and it's come up where I something's come out and I've wanted to test something or, uh, you know, hey, is the GTX 1063 gig still a viable card to keep in in 2020? You know? I should go see if my uh, 8800 GTX 8800 is like gone up. I price. <laughs> uh, those ones haven't as much. <laughs> no, they. I wouldn't think that they would have. But um, I mean, I still have it laying around. I'm just yeah. like, you know. What it yeah. really pains me when I see some of my old graphics cards being sold on the vintage market now. It's like, oh, yeah. oh. 9800 GTX. Oh, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2008 wasn't that long. Okay, okay. Okay, okay it was. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. Doesn't feel know. like it. No. Right. Uh, married 15 years now. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, of all my friends, you're the one who's been married. You're the only one who's been married longer than I have. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I've been married longer than most people I know, actually. Yeah. I'm surprised my wife puts up with me. I don't know. Honestly, so am I. Well, we both like to drink, so you put up with a lot of our own crap. So it's Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Moving right along. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it wasn't Microsoft we needed to worry about. It was Sony, but this is probably the best outcome of the last couple of weeks that anyone could have imagined. And that is... Especially for Discord. Especially yeah. for Discord. And that is yeah. that Discord is not selling. In fact, Sony has invested in them in a partnership yeah. deal and will be integrating Discord into their Sony PlayStation consoles. Yeah. Uh, Discord remains independent. And in fact, uh, Discord mm -hmm. was looking at a, a rumored uh, initial public offering to go public. Uh, and this infusion of cash certainly helps things out. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then, then being integrated in Sony, it's right. only going to help things. If they're going to be an IPO, that's definitely going to help things. Right. Um, so if you have some ins in the stock market you can get, uh, you know, day one. May not be a bad uh, idea. We are not, not providing financial idea. advice. No, none at all. I, I want to be, we're not lawyers. I'm holding we're the not... beer while I'm telling you what to do with your money. That should be obvious yeah. enough. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't take financial advice by people who are drinking beer at the same time as, as here, here. they're giving it. Yes. Exactly. Right. I don't have any money in stocks. <laughs> I'm gonna have some, but it's mm -hmm. not it's okay. It's not going anywhere. Yep. I'll eventually move some money there, but I've, hey, I've... I I I bought some Dogecoin a while ago and it's doing pretty good now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. There was a number that came out something like if you bought uh like five hundred dollars in dogecoin last july that would be mm. worth twenty thousand today it's like oh yeah Mother. well this <laughs> but this was just i just bought a hundred bucks like early last year or late last year i should say and i it's up to like i think my it's up to like 800 bucks yeah it's not bad mm -hmm. not bad for spend 100 bucks and you get 800 out of it nice whatever Next story. I cannot wait for the next couple of weeks because mine should be here soon. Oh, you ordered? I did. Uh, I, I, ordered, cool. I ordered on day one. Oh, you did, huh? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I had to. Uh, so I am talking about the GPD Win 3 has actually cropped up for pre-order on Amazon. Uh, starting at $1,150. Thirty dollars uh, for the i5 model, and I think thirteen fifty for the i7 model. Uh, features Rocket Lake uh, mobile C 
CPU, a 720p screen in a form factor that's almost exactly on point with the Nintendo Switch with a 5.5 inch LCD. Mm -hmm. uh, it does have a sliding screen with a full touch keyboard underneath. I'm I'm not a huge fan of the 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 revision from a mechanical keyboard to a touch keyboard, although we all kind of adapted when iPhone came out with a full touch screen system and that's what we use every day now. So I can't really say that I love it or hate it, but as a right. gaming console first and really not a productivity machine, I have nothing against the keyboard. And in fact, I'm happy it's there. Oh. So occasionally if I need to hit like F10 in Starcraft or something like that, I can well, yeah, the nice thing about that is like games that are not fully controller integrated, you can still work around that. You can you can still make it work. Right. And uh, I mean, yeah, you probably don't want to do WASD on that keyboard, but <laughs> you, no. you for, for, for chat features, you, you want to play, you know, want to uh, do, you know, uh, an MMO that's got some control integration and do better typing. That's right. perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, or anything where you want to type to somebody else that's perfectly fine exactly yeah and, and, th and uh, that's what it's there for but yeah rocket lake mobile cpu uh 16 gigs of ram and a one terabyte ssd stock like that's what it comes with um freaking insane now i i did buy it on the indiegogo i bought it day one on indiegogo and so i should be in the very first uh batch shipment uh it was 949 for me and that included the dock well, that's not bad because right. it's it's being listed a lot more on Amazon yeah. right now. So yeah it's, yeah, it's being listed for almost three hundred or almost four hundred dollars more okay. uh, for the model that I got, and that doesn't include the dock. The dock's another like sixty or seventy bucks. Yeah, so. it's a little bit higher, so you get the dock with it. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, that was an add-on for me too. It was it was it was fifty dollars for the dock, and I think nine eight ninety nine for the console. But I think I think the dock now is is even that's higher too. I yeah, think the dock I think is that's like eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah, I yep. think it was 89 now. But, yeah. Or uh, 80, 85, I should say. There it is, 85. Yep. I just looked. But, yeah, I can't wait. I, I so want to try this thing. Um, I've watched... Well, what What are you going to play on it? What are you, what are you going to do first on the thing? Um, I'm... For handheld gaming, I love retro gaming. And mm -hmm. the problem with a lot of retro gaming is there hasn't really been a handheld that can do... PlayStation 2 or even, even Nintendo 64 has been really right. hit or miss for a lot of things. Mm. Um, on the GPD Win 1, it played just fine. Uh, GPD Win 2, it played just fine. Mm -hmm. But this this console with with the Rocket Lake uh, architecture and Intel's, Intel Z or Intel Z graphics, XE graphics, uh, it has the potential to play AAA titles, and they have a number of them playing at 720p at 60 FPS. And so that's not bad. I mean, look at the look at the image. It's cyberpunk. Yeah. Well, I'm and it could be Photoshop. You never know. But if it looks like it, it could play it, probably right. potentially. But, yeah. But no, I've I've seen I've seen some early benchmarks that it actually does play. Oh, good. And and so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm what I'm going to start off with. Uh, recently, I've been waking my way back through Wind Waker. <laughs> Oh so, yeah. <laughs> so I might I might finish up my Wind Waker campaign on on the the handheld. That nice. that would actually be a lot more convenient because uh, well, yeah. When any, when anybody says they're finishing up Wind Waker, I guarantee you they're on the boat just like exploring. Oh totally. Because that's 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 like ninety percent of the game. <laughs> that was the last Zelda I actually finished was Wind Waker, and it took me for. Ever. I did Twilight Princess, and I I got about halfway through Skyward Sword, and kind of went yeah. meh. 
And then I did uh, play the entirety of Breath of the Wild. Uh, I did okay. beat that one. Uh, so I'm going back through Wind Waker now, and I, I, mm. I would like to go back through Breath of the Wild. I started a couple new Breath of the Wild campaigns, and mm. and just they kind of just petered out. Um, yeah. But I, I would like to really dive into Breath of the Wild and give it like a 100% playthrough because I, I think that yeah. would be a fun time. I started Breath of the Wild 2 uh, on emulation just yep. to check it out. And uh, I, I did it when it first came out. And so there's still some glitchiness in there. Yep. So I might go back and, and try that too. But yeah, we got options. I can't yeah. get a new video card, can't play the latest at full scale, but right. I can go back and I can go back and uh, play some other things I haven't had yeah. to has to get to so yep 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 uh what's the new game all the kids are playing these days that's uh someone give <laughs> me an kid, idea the kids the kids the kids are playing Fortnite still. oh crap and and uh among us i think is yeah. still pretty popular right now well apparently no one's playing overwatch anymore because blizzard's having a hell of a year yeah no no one is <laughs> I mean, I still, I still, I went back and played Overwatch a couple weeks ago, and I still had fun. I like, I never got super into Overwatch, but yeah. every time I went back and played it, I had fun. I, I did too. I played Overwatch yeah. a little bit, um, not a ton, just enough to understand the game. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that, and that's the thing is, is I, I don't really have my eyes on a game right now that's like either a demanding game that I like have no. to play or. There's a lot of older games that I need to go through. Yeah. Um, well, Cyberpunk was the last big one that was supposed to be released, mm -hmm. and uh, everyone was supposed to be excited about doing it, and that kind of fizzled I, out. I, I put a good number of hours into that. Yeah, okay. Did you finish it? or, or... I I, uh, I did finish it, yes. Okay. I, I, okay. I finished the main campaign. Um, won't spoil anything, but... No, uh, I haven't got a chance to. I haven't even finished uh, uh, Witcher 3. <laughs> yeah, neither have I. So, okay. Oh, okay, well, then maybe you can go back and try that one. Yeah. I mean, everybody says it's great. But uh, no, you you didn't like it. Can get into it. Yeah, I. Mm, how do I put this? Where the internet won't hate me. Well, everyone hates CD Projekt Red right now because apparently they're they're the devil. And I, you know what? It doesn't really matter. I yeah. everybody loved Last of Us. And I everyone was ranting and raving I, about Last of Us, and I, I played it and I I didn't like it. Yeah, I I, I didn't like that one it. either. Um, I I know. When The Witcher came out, it was done by a very small team in in, in a oh, startup yeah. in in CD Projekt Red. I was and there. I was there. Right. <laughs> I was there. I, I play. I played The Witcher. I hated the physics and the gameplay of it. Like story wise, it was it was pretty darn yeah. good. It was on point. Yeah. yeah. But the overall gameplay, which in my mind, even in the presence of a good story, still has to hold yeah. up. Which yeah. is why I hate Tomb Raider. Uh, right, because it's it's a press the button during a cutscene inator, uh, right. and there's no point to half of the gameplay. It's like scale yeah, a wall by holding quick, X, and and yeah, all you do is event, yeah. all you do yeah, it's a quick time event, yeah. and and that type of gameplay is annoying to me. You can have quick time type events, like I think Just Cause did a pretty good job with the the helicopter jacking multi or right, game. but that was that was that was for you know, capturing specific the interaction, the specific right. interaction. It wasn't something that was integral to the game to advance you forward. Right. It was just something that you would do to, to get in a helicopter. Right. right? Or, or you could do to, to take over a helicopter. But, but fire up uh, shadow of the tomb Raider and, and you walk Laura to specific positions around this thing. And it says, press X to take picture. And she goes, yeah. it's like, this could be a movie. Why am I even here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so say, so yeah, I, I don't have games like, Oh, mass effect remastered. There we go. 
Yeah, yeah. That that's you what's going that on there. That'll that'll be yeah. That'll be the first one. Yep. Uh, how about Detroit Become Human? Uh, love the story in that game. I never that's played all, that is, one. Those are all QTEs, I think. Mm-hmm. Isn't isn't a lot of those just QTEs? Yeah. QTEs is. I mean, it's. it's I hear. I, I haven't played those in a long time because uh, I think the first one from that company was Fahrenheit, and I remember playing that one mm-hmm. long time ago. And it was just basically basically story, decision making, and QTE was was the gist of the gameplay. Which, if it's an interesting story, I don't mind so much. I mean, uh, a lot of the um, you know Walking Dead uh, games were mm-hmm. basically story driven QTEs and decision making too. Right. But they can still be enthralling and, and interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much replayability because even though they give you the illusion of choice. Mm-hmm the outcome is still always the same. Right. right? And, and, so. and, and, you know, I, it's not that I dislike all QTE games like yeah. uh, Firewatch. I thought it was great because yeah. it, it was, it was a great environment, great visual art style. And, mm-hmm. and it was a compelling enough story where you felt you were in a story rather than a story with an action game kind of half crammed into it. Yeah. Uh, and and for them to go fully that direction, I thought it was great. I, I yeah. loved the gameplay and I loved the mystery and I loved some of the things that you had to do. But then I look at, like I said, Tomb Raider is is one of my just like I don't understand it. Like it's pretty. It, it's a great yeah. benchmark title. Yeah. I can't imagine myself playing it beginning to end. I'm not going to spend 15 hours on it. Yeah, I mean, it's I I think uh, was it the sh- was the, the latest one was Shadow, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't played that one. Yeah, Shadow the of the first... Tomb Raider. Yeah, there there was uh, the Tomb Raider reboot, which was like 2014. Then there was Rise of the Tomb Raider, yeah. and then Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I I did I did the reboot and and um the the second one after that, and that yeah. was I haven't done the latest one, but I, I hear that the latest one is kind of like you said, it just seems kind of uh, yeah on on autopilot. Yeah, just click a button and it's uh, press a button to win type of yeah, game. Yeah, it it very much is. Um, yeah, I mean you you have a couple of minor combat things. Uh, mm-hmm. but they're all very clunky in their implementation. And mm-hmm. and like I said, it's press button, do this. And and it's not even the button that you wanted to press. It was, this right. is the visual story that we had in mind as, as, the, as the, the storytellers. And right. we're just going to play a movie for you and you're going to press buttons right. and pretend you're right. playing a video game. Right. Hate that and that's, and that's And that's kind of that's what I thought. Of, well, I know that like Last of Us had a little more gameplay involved with it, but I couldn't stand the mechanics behind the gameplay i thought it didn't feel didn't feel good the story was compelling and that's kind of what drove me forward but i ended up just like quitting almost towards the end because i just couldn't stand it anymore and i just ended up watching the rest of it on youtube yep just to figure out what the story was and so i'm like yeah it is what it is yep yep speaking of gaming a gaming generation is crying out in terror before they are suddenly silenced. And that is anyone who's a fan of Flash games, Flash animations. Uh, Microsoft this week announced that they are putting the final nail into Flash's coffin. Uh, And this summer, as of the July update, Flash will be mandatorily removed from Windows 10. That's correct. Um, So (laughs) now apparently I thought this was like going to take away flash in general is if you try to install it again it will mm-hmm. just be automatically removed no that's not the case you can 
I guess if third, there's a third-party installer where you put it on there, you can still have your downloaded Flash games and still play it. Right. But it's the integrated Flash that Windows had that's being completely removed. Yes. Um, so you can still enjoy some of your downloaded games if you uh, have the old third-party Adobe installer. But any kind of, like, Windows integration is completely gone. So... I don't know. What was your? Did you have a favorite Flash game? Um, I was kind of. Hmm. See, I remember Flash when they were Macromedia. Yes, I do remember that too. Right. I do. Um, there were some early Macromedia animations and games that were yeah. pretty good. Like I didn't come up in the in the cool math games generation. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm solidly before that. Uh, I came up in the Frog in a Blender, and oh, yeah. uh. Uh, elf bowling, what was, was yeah, I remember media. elf bowling, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was also a series of games that came out with Independence Day action figures from the movie. Oh yeah, that's where right. where they were flash based yeah. games, and and so the your action figure came with a floppy disk with one of like six games on it. I've never been able yeah. to find those games, and and they were they were just executables for I think they were for Macintosh. Yeah. Um, well, there there is actually um, with actually in in this article because mm -hmm. I, I actually read the thing and there is a uh, archived Flash emulator for for games. Mm. And in in it, I did find my favorite Flash game, which was um, someone someone had made a video game based on the movie The Room with Tommy Wiseau. I don't know if you ever did you ever watch that The Room The, the Room The I Room I don't think I did. Come on. You've never seen The Room? The worst movie of all time? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> no. I, mean, I wouldn't call it the worst movie of all time, but it's it's like hilariously bad. It's like one of those so bad it's good movie. Yeah. You know, oh, hi, Ma. You know that. Oh, oh that, that oh, that game. Yeah, yeah, okay. That one, yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve actually has read the thing. It says a lot, yeah. Yeah, so there is, there is a uh, uh, emulated Flash archive. So you can go there. And search it and and find your old favorite um, Flash archive games and it's it's there. Mm -hmm. um, and I found the room there and I was happy because I remember <laughs> playing through that and just laughing because I thought it was really well done. Yeah. For being just something somebody made for the fun of it. And it was actually kind of funny today on the Discord. Somebody was uh, they had mentioned um, that this was didn't even have anything to do with Flash. Someone had mentioned Trogdor from the old, uh, uh, you know, Homestar Runner Flash stuff. Mm -hmm. And then someone else goes, well, what's Trogdor? <laughs> so they never heard of Trogdor before. Yeah. Uh, so here's what I'm talking about. Uh, this is the Independent State Mission Disc. There were six oh, of them available. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, and they came with action figures and play sets for Independence Day. Uh, nice. And uh, I had a couple of these discs. And uh, they were point and click and and like yeah there's one outcome only like there right. was like launching the uh there was launching the the alien spaceship and there was uh dissecting the alien and then there was something else with the the planes the the uh, fa-18s um but yeah it was that was a whole thing mm -hmm. and th those were based on macromedia flash yeah Macromedia, man. Oh yeah, back in the day. I think Macromedia did. Um, it was they didn't do just Flash. They also did Firework too. I think, which was their like um, 
web editing software. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. All right, or maybe it was their HTML editor. I couldn't remember. But I know that Adobe took that. And Apparently, kinda... there were ten discs. Sorry, I'm getting totally oh, oh, distracted. Oh, you're, go- here. you're going, you're going, you're going into a whole hole of, of oh, Independence yeah. Day. Oh yeah. Uh, flash video games. Are they worth anything? They're not rare, are they? Are they're they? not. Well, they're kind of rare because they there weren't very many of them made, but they're not valuable because no one cares. Yeah, no one wants but it. But they're just like one of those things, like obscure. They're for a 386 PC, for crying out loud. That's yeah, your minimum yeah. spec. Yeah. Windows 3.1 and an i386 or faster CPU. Right. Those are your specs. Yeah. Dreamweaver. <laughs> that's what it was. Dreamweaver. Yeah. Yeah. Dreamweaver. Yep. So, anyway, I'm on the look for lookout for some of those discs. I think they'd be fun to have. They're not that expensive on eBay. I might just buy a couple of them, just to have them. <laughs> yep. But yeah, Macromedia, your your days are numbered. Yep. If you didn't already know, walk in the well, Mac- walk in the red mile. Macromedia is you mean uh, uh, Flash? Flash. Mac- yeah. Macromedia has, has been gone for a long time. You know what I meant. Yeah, I know. I got. I'm gonna open up the sad, sad panda. All right, perfect timing because I'm opening yep. up my Deschutes Squeezy Writer IPA. All right. At least I'm assuming oh. this is a juicy IPA based on the Squeezy name. <laughs> well, they can say what they want, but yeah, you know. and they often do. Oh, this one smells. I can. Right when I opened it up, I can smell the coffee coming out of this thing. Mm. Floral. This is like a, Floral. A roasty. Roasty. Mm. Oh, man, that's that's heavy with coffee. That's that's really good. Wow. So there was, there was somebody in the chat that I saw that they are uh, close to this brewery. Fort Collins. Horse and Dragon. It's good. It's really good. I, I, I enjoy this stuff. If I'm ever near Fort Collins, I'll have to go check them out. This is really tasty. Uh, Rod says, funny, I just refurbished a Packard Bell 486. Um, I worked on a number of, <laughs> of Packard Bell uh, Pentium 190s. Uh, oh, yeah. Like Pentium I, 1, 90 megahertz. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, when uh, our dads used to buy classic cars and refurbish them. Mm-hmm. Now... We buy old 486s and like ah, I'm gonna refurbish right. this old 486. I you got know, I got the I got the Hot Wheels 486. It, it's <laughs> only three dollars. more years. I'm gonna refurbish it. It's only three more years, and my 350Z <laughs> is officially a classic car. That's true. Yeah, it's a 2004. Yeah. So, oh, let's see. Let's get into some seltzer news. Oh yeah, some, some hot seltzer news. Here we Hot go. Uh, New Holland Brewing of Dragon's Milk fame is uh, creating their own hard seltzer, but it's not what you think it is. Yeah. Oh no, no, we are going no, full New Holland all. on this one. Yes. This is a bourbon barrel aged seltzer. Right. And from <laughs> what I hear, and and not just from this article, but but I, I've also heard secondhand, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd be trying. I'd like to try it. I um, totally want to try it. And of this. course, uh, people who don't know New Holland is the the same brewers that make one of our favorite uh, beers is the Dragon's Milk. Dragon's Milk Stout. 
Yep. Yeah, dragon's milk is is delicious, and uh, they sell it. They sell the dragon's milk pretty much uh, all over, I think. Mm-hmm. But they do have some specialty flavors that they don't distribute as much. Yeah, and Skull likes to rub our nose in that one. Yes, I know. <laughs> but uh, this is the hard seltzer version. Yep. Uh, of their bourbon barrel aged, and I, I for one, hope they bring it out here because i wouldn't mind trying it i'm not big on the hard seltzer but i'd definitely try this one i would definitely try it uh so there's a cherry an original a blackberry and an orange the original being essentially a little bit of of malted alcohol and bourbon barrel aged and then carbonized uh or carbonated excuse me uh and so apparently it drinks a lot like a whiskey uh yeah but 4.6 percent and bubbly yeah, that's what they said. I, they they say that there's the the cherry and the berry flavor are the most balanced. Yeah. Um, they say that the orange one not so much, but there was the uh, just the bourbon barrel. I think the original is what they call it. They say it just tastes like a uh, bourbon and water, like a light bourbon. Which you know, if you like that bourbon flavor and you don't want to like just get totally smashed. I found, a a, of I found an abandoned wear list for all 10 discs. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> now we're going, going back to flash. <laughs> That's right. I know what I'm playing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the one that I had too. I pulled up randomly one of them and it was number seven. And, uh, it is like a strike counter strike game with, uh, uh, your, your president Whitmore and you're on a laptop and you're like looking at the nuclear strikes as they're happening. <laughs> Oh, so it's is it c- kind of like uh, Missile Command or something like it's that? It's not really Missile of? Command. It's uh, it's trying to keep up with the alien attacks and yeah, it's it, it's it's weird. It it it's not an action game. <laughs> I want to get the one where where um, you can hack the uh, alien spaceship with a with an old Apple computer. Yeah, upload a virus by doing a little Hello World code. Yep. You know, I'm happy I found him. Cool. They should have they should have put in the uh in the latest uh the the latest Independence Day movie instead of like uploading a virus to the aliens to crash, they should just uploaded Flash. Yeah. <laughs> to their to their mothership. And then it would just and then the thing's just elf elf baby. <laughs> All of a sudden, their their systems are just flooded with. Uh... <laughs> they just get like spam all over. They they can't they can't they can't nuke Earth because they're getting inundated with uh, Vi- Viagra pop-ups. ads and they Canadian pharmacies. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> that hey, that would make it would have made a, that movie a hundred times better. Yeah. If they went there. <laughs> yeah, Independence Day mission discs from 1996. Yeah. Yep, there they are. Oh, there's eleven of them. Okay. Eleven of them. Yeah. Now, is this is this a, a downloadable site or is this like a place that's selling? Them? It's a downloadable site. Allegedly. Okay, so you're gonna, allegedly, allegedly. 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 Yeah. But yeah, they have all eleven on one one catalog. I'm gonna go ahead and share nice. that in the Discord, just for fun. It'll be on holodeck. All right. There we go. There we go. Now, if you are in the Discord, you can get access to that download. Joining the Discord's only a dollar a month. 
via Patreon or Floatplane. Links are down in the video description, and you help me keep the lights on around here. Now, is there any instruction that says it's going to work on Windows 10? Um, highly unlikely, because these are 16-bit applications for Windows 3X. Oh, God. <laughs> so you have to get a crank in a, a VM or something uh, like that. You can run a DOSBox image. Uh, and yeah. so oh, I, there you go. I, I keep a DOSBox install of Windows 3.11. Um, with some some vintage applications on it as well, uh, just for fun. Just yeah, I like to tinker go. with that stuff sometimes. Yeah. Uh, sometime this year, I will be finally building my retro PC. I, I have a Pentium One retro PC that I'm looking to put together. Mm -hmm. It's a fairly compact box, um, and I'm looking to do it right with a with a full CRT and everything. You, you're gonna you can do a Pentium Pro or a Pentium One or Pentium One. It? Pentium One. Okay. No, uh, I I considered Pentium Pro, uh, but I, I wanted to go Pentium One. Uh, okay, so I do still have a Pentium Pro chip laying around somewhere. If you do want. you? <laughs> Boy, it's tempting. Like I've I've <laughs> thought about getting like a dual Pentium Pro system before. Yeah, it's like, oh. yeah, those those do exist. Yes. Yeah, that was the dream system back in the day. Oh, I know. Run your DOSBox image on Linode. Actually, you probably could. <laughs> Uh, there, there you know, is there is an instance of DOSBox that you can run on on an Apache web server, and that, so that, you could uh, totally yeah. cloud host. You know what? I've been doing I've been doing this whole thing wrong. Instead of a cloud gaming system, I just need to cloud host a bunch of old DOS games. Mm -hmm. That's what I should have done. A, there's a lot of places that do the the uh, cloud mm -hmm. emulation and stuff like that. Yeah, sure uh, archive.org uh, yeah. does a lot of cloud emulation of. Uh, even games that are copyrighted, they say, well, we'll allow people to play them. And and they kind of get around that. So, yeah. like, they can't download it, but they can play no, our copy. No, but they can, it. Play it, they can play a copy of it, yeah. Right. Which, you know, I think, I, I don't even know if they have, like, cookie saving or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for the most part, when I emulate a game, I will play it for a good hour or two and then be like, Okay, I got the Yeah, gist. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to go back and finish it. <laughs> this is good. This is this is kind of satiated my curiosity and and uh, nostalgia. It's tickled that nostalgia bone enough. I'm I'm done with this. Exactly. Yeah. And I did miss a super chat. Uh, East Coast mods. Jeff spends. <coughs> excuse me. Jeff spends more on eBay, Amazon, and Alley than he does on his wife and beer. LOL. Um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no other way to put that. Yeah. You are correct, sir. <laughs> yes, moving on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I missed some stories on the notes here. Did we? I, I did. I, oh, you I, did? Yeah. But that's Which okay. Uh, I just I just forgot to put a couple up on my, my web browser up here, so I didn't have any imagery ready for them. Oh, oh okay. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, John, in the worst possible website at ever, uh, he he links us a dailymall.co. <laughs> oh, daily, oh, yeah. Oh, God, I always hate Daily Mail, daily mail. Me, daily mail. Daily Mail. Yeah. Oh, with their I, sidebar of like tablet. I don't even know that I side. want. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to show the article. It's, it's on there. You can click on it if you want. Um, you know what? I'm just going to click on the image itself. Um, there we go. That'll be fine. Uh, so the queen, the queen, the queen, uh, the queen, not, not the, not the Zerg queen or the queen of hearts or it's the queen. Yeah. The queen, the queen. Yeah. Hey, you, you speak nice to Kerrigan. Dang it. 
six people got that joke. Yeah, I know. I did say they're queen. Um, uh, so the queen has launched a three pound ninety nine bitter and golden IPA made using organic barley from Sandringham Estate. Uh, and you can get a 500 milliliter bottle. Yeah. If you want to drink what the queen recommends. Uh, uh, that's that. She gave that to Prince Philip right yeah. before he died. Yeah. She was like, hey, try this. Yeah. And then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. You, you can, oh, that's yeah. harsh. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was his last word. She says, oh, dear, this is pretty good. It's <laughs> not half bad. <laughs> a bit too malt forward for my liking <laughs> that's a lot of hops in there dear <laughs> whatever <laughs> you're awful you're awful you yeah. bring out the worst in me that's the problem <laughs> that's why i'm here that's why you're here yeah so yeah uh the queen officially has her own beer and you can pick it up for three pound yeah. all right well we do have connections in london we can go talk to uh the folks at eTechnics. See if they can send us some. It's true. Yeah. If we really wanted some. If we although, really wanted some. Although based on his previous recommendations, I don't know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the oldest known whiskey to man. Yes. Will this be up be for auction soon. Yeah. Right. So friends of the channel, uh, I have a PO box. It is listed down below. Mm -hmm. Uh just put that as your mailing address when you when you win this particular bottle. Uh, bids are only expected to fall between twenty thousand and forty thousand for mm -hmm. this one of a kind bottle. Uh, bottled in La in Lagrange, Georgia, uh, the old Ingledew. Uh, there we go. Old Ingledew whiskey. <laughs> Ingledew, yeah, right. Humperdinck is believed to be the oldest bottle of whiskey in existence. Yes. Uh, bidding will go online June 22nd through 30th and as I said is expected to sell for between $20,000 and $40,000 uh, carbon dating put this somewhere between 1762 and 1802 so at minimum you're getting a 219 year aged whiskey yeah at minimum you just know you just know that Bill Gates is going to buy this and drink this alone by himself. He's just like, <laughs> this is, uh, I'm divorced now. It's a sad divorce drink. So <laughs> you say goodbye. Yeah. Yep. It's like, he's like, like Melinda, Melinda can't get half of this. Yep. Uh, so this bottle has an entire lifespan or life history. Um, it's thought to be the only surviving bottle from a trio from the cellar of J.P. Morgan gifted in the 1940s to Washington Power Elite. Um, uh, financier John P. Uh, Pierpont Morgan reportedly bought the bottle during one of his frequent visits to Georgia. Uh, he then... It is said, believed to have been bottled in the Grange in the 1860s, so it was already a 60-year whiskey when it was put yeah. into a bottle. Yeah. Right. That's, that's pretty crazy. Um, later gifted the bottle uh, 
uh, up for auction to the James Burns of South to James Burns of South Carolina and and the two sister bottles to Franklin D Roosevelt. <laughs> oh my god. A distant cousin to Morgan and Harry S Truman in the early 1940s. So he gave one bottle to each of the sitting presidents during that time that he bought those three bottles. Holy crap. Um and uh yeah. Is that what is that why they shot Grover Cleveland? They like boy, <laughs> may it might have been. <laughs> While this is the oldest known bottle of whiskey, it's nowhere near the most expensive. In 2019, a Macallan Fine, a uh, rare 60-year-old 1926, was auctioned online and sold for $1.9 million. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. $1.9 million. Yep. Right. Yep. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to pay my mortgage. <laughs> well, I'm going to say... Get all friendly with uh, with Bill Gates there, and maybe you can have a sip. Mm-hmm. There was an Ask Reddit post this week about how uh, how are you going to seduce uh, Bill Gates? <laughs> 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 now that he's back on the market. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. Uh, this news I am fairly excited for. Uh, and it's rare that I get excited for a re-release of a game. Mm-hmm. especially from Nintendo because they often don't do them justice. They they often just literally re-release the game for a new platform. Um, I'm hoping this one ends up being a little bit different though, and I have a reasoning behind that. So it is rumored that The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask will be coming to the Nintendo Switch later this year. Now mm-hmm. on the face of it, we kind of go, eh. Yeah, like, yeah. it gets released still, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's available on every other Nintendo platform already. You can download it from the eShop. It's it's like it's not that big of a deal. Like I have I have it on the Wii. I have it mm-hmm. on the N sixty four. We've been able to right. emulate it since it was almost new. Like right. this is who hasn't played this game? Uh, but if you do recall, Nintendo introduced a minor remaster to this game for the three DS. So the three DS version ran at four eighty p but had all new textures, all new poly- high polygon counts. It looks much better upscaled. much better upscaled. There were also some uh, uh, quality of life improvements to the game, such as moving the hover boots and steel boots to a button press rather than an, equipal- uh, an equipable item. So you could, you didn't have to leave the game to equip and, de- and de-equip your boots. Uh, and, uh, and a couple other nice things as well. Uh, they they also had the Master Quest on there. So you could play the Master Quest alongside the, the original uh, storyline. Uh, I'm hoping that we end up getting the 3DS re-release with 1080p support. Because that would be, nice. that would be incredible. That would be something because actually... That would these, be something I would pay the, for. The Ocarina of Time is, is one of those that I never really got into. Really? Uh, when the N64 came out. Um and I've always wanted to go back because it's always been ranted and raved about mm-hmm. as, as being like just one of the better ones. And I, it's a I never, great I never went into it. It's a great Zelda So game. I've always wanted to get back into it. Um, and this might be a good opportunity just to give it a shot once it mm-hmm. gets put out there. And I, and I will say, compared to a lot of games from that era, the early 3D generation mm-hmm. era, especially mm-hmm. console early 3D, yeah. it actually holds up fairly well. Uh, right. Graphically, it does okay. Um, right. Like... It's not great, right? But it it's it has a certain charm to it, and and it's not terrible either. 
because there, there's some 3D from those days, and I'm thinking specifically oh, yes. of like face models on, uh, like, uh, oh gosh, let let's go from the same generation. Let's say Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight and in-game yeah. face models of humans. Oh, they're awful. Not not just face right. models in general. I'm just talking about just polygon how, counts. How, yeah, well, not even that. I just I'm just talking 3D in general was such a new thing for developers to put into that camera placement and movement and jumping in a in a 3D environment was mm -hmm. a real slog it was just right. horrible if right. you didn't do it absolutely right mm -hmm. and uh a, a, an, an early nintendo did it right yeah. uh um i remember the cuz i did i i didn't finish it but i do remember ocarina of time and i do remember playing it and saying hey this is actually pretty cool because yeah. um, it's in 3D environment. It feels very smooth. It kind of reminded me a lot of Mario 64, mm -hmm. which was one of the better translations from a 2D platform to a 3D platform. Yeah. And um, and it just it just felt right. Where there's a lot of other 3D uh, platforming games at the time were just <laughs> horrible. Oh, yeah. It was just horrible. It was just, just like... <laughs> awful you, games. You, you think about it now in the uh, Rose colored glasses of, right. of you know nostalgia yeah. but if you go back and try to play it's like oh god yeah. mm, this, is, this is pretty bad oh don't get me wrong i played the crap out of gran turismo i yes. can't go back oh yeah like uh, I, like there are some I, and and what's funny is there are some games that even through the nostalgia glasses yeah. w when i when i go back to them it's like these are still pretty fun yeah. Uh, like Road Rash for the Sega Genesis. And uh, I, I was actually going through a bunch of Sega games uh, earlier this week. Uh, I was playing, uh, gosh, what's that? Uh, Urban Chaos, the, the Apache okay. attack helicopter one. Yeah. That's a great game. And and for a 16-bit era game, those graphics are phenomenal. And, mm -hmm. and they look great. Um, but no, that, oh, yeah. and the, and the, but like I said, that early 3D era, man, there yeah. are some hard misses there. <laughs> I, I remember loving like yeah Grand Theft Auto three, um, uh, even up to even even um, San Andreas Grand Theft Auto San Andreas loving that game, mm -hmm. but then going back and playing it now is just like, oof that was there's there's still some real rough edges around there that the latest advancements of of these game engines have just smoothed over to make yeah. just real polished, but for some reason there's some that just hold up to you know the scrutiny of time yeah and uh uh there's and this this is probably one of them Let's see when was this game released ah ocarina of time uh, yeah. uh ocarina of time was 1998 i want to say okay. okay um but uh to give you an idea of the the ocarina of time um and and the graphics like i said they're not great today, but because of the non-realistic style, because they went with mm -hmm. more of an animated style graphic, right. it does hold up very, very well. Um, there are games that do not hold up well. And even if yeah. you look over on the PC side of things, there are games that are just god-awful. Uh, yeah. Look at Turok, the, the original Turok I, Dinosaur Hunter. I, I, and, I never got through Turok, but uh, yes, I didn't know what you mean. Well, the fog of war is like six feet in front of your face. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There's it, so much... Yeah, there's so much fog. It, yeah, it's like yeah. it's not. A, yeah, the rendered distance is awful for a 3D yeah. game. Um, there are people shooting at you before the fog materializes to show who they are. Um, 
there's uh, King's Quest, Mask of Eternity, which I actually liked that game, even though it was a terrible King's Quest oh, game. I do remember that game. That one had a terrible fog distance, too, if I remember Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Terrible, yeah. terrible draw distance on that game. Um, and it was fully voice acted and, and actually had yes. animations with it, too. But the polygon count was even sad for the day it was in. Yeah. Um, like your main character, I think he has like 25 triangles <laughs> and he's a full person. Well, well yeah. They, I one think of they, them is they, the face. It was, I think that was one of the games that they were still trying to, um, develop for all the different platforms at the time. Mm -hmm. So even though the PC had. No, it was only PC. Was it only PC? Yep. yep. Mm. Yeah. Mask I of Eternity was, was of only PC. Yeah. Oh. I thought they were gonna maybe maybe they were think maybe I was reading that they were going to do like a um let me see. But anyway, uh, uh, no, uh right, AG, AGDQ did a great uh they actually had a Mask of Eternity run this year. So if you want to see how awful the game is, uh and, and how awfully it's aged, go go watch that AGDQ. Um But yeah, no, like I was saying, I really hope that they release the 3DS version of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask with the enhanced graphics at 1080p because everyone goes, no, 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 give me the original. They, you know, my childhood. Look, your childhood sucked. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you. Uh, number <laughs> yeah. one, like get used to that. Number yeah. two, the original two games played at 20 FPS. When they went to the yeah. 3DS, they played at 60 FPS. And the physics are tied to the frame rate. Right. So, would you rather play at 20 FPS or have better graphics and 60 FPS? I, I think I'd go with the latter. Yeah, I would too. And who doesn't want to see their favorite game remastered? There's, there's constant threads about, we need a remaster of this. And it's like, no, come up with new ideas. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, there's always the nostalgia thing um, that, that people get excited about. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people just crank out, you know, re-emulated, uh, or I wouldn't say re-emulated, but, but re-skinned versions of the old one, which is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you get people who, like, are doing a complete reboot, like with the new Final Fantasy VII, where they're, like, reimagining the whole game. Um, which I haven't played that. I didn't hear great things about it to be honest mm -hmm. but yep i don't know uh christopher chimes in with a five dollar donation thank you christopher i sincerely appreciate it a 500 dollars investment in doge at the end of 2020 would have given you 166,666 doge worth over one hundred thousand dollars right now yeah yeah i i knew it was high i didn't think it was that high but yeah math doesn't it's lie it's not quite at a, uh, at, it's a little over 50 cents right there. I think it's like 63 cents right now. Yes. Yeah. I think is what it's at. Yeah. A uh, game that actually deserves a remaster, Legend of the Dragoon. How about Final Fantasy VI, for God's sakes? You've given Final oh, Fantasy yeah. IV an entire 3D remake on every well, single platform. Well, it's hard to say because that's a, that's, a, that's a 2D sprite game. Yeah, but I, I did love they that They fully reimagined Final Fantasy 4 in 3D graphics. They and did. It, and it's they did. with voice acting and everything, and it's great. Yeah. Why doesn't Final Fantasy 6 get the same I, love and treatment? I, I think because there's too much content to that. I mean, it was a very big, sprawling a very game. Very big game. 
Yeah. So I think I think revamping that whole thing is a huge undertaking. But I did love that game. Final Fantasy VIII Remaster was crap to redo that. <laughs> Shit, yeah. <laughs> oh, Re- remaster. I, 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 I remember I, I remember loving Final Fantasy VII when it came out and then being so yeah. disappointed in Final Fantasy VIII. Just like, just yeah, I, I, I played so, seven. So, I played eight. Eight was the last Final Fantasy I played all the way through. Me too. Me yep. too. That was the last one I played too. So I, I was I so went, disappointed because like I never went back. I went, if this is what they've got, I'm out. Yeah. No. I, and and it nothing, is what it nothing is. that they've done has really enticed me back either. Mm-hmm. And that's sad because I loved two through eight. Well, well you not know, loved, it, but it, it could two, be two it, and three are the best, are the best in the be series, mixed, period. It could be a mix of that, and it could also be a mix of by the time Final Fantasy VIII came out, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to age myself again, but that's that's when, you know, I started really uh, taking, you know, uh, establishing myself as, as my own <laughs> <laughs> household. Seriously, work got in the way, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I, I wasn't quite Final there Fa- yet. Final Fantasy games old man. take a lot of time. They take a lot of time to get through. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that, you know, you can play an hour or two a day and, and maybe get through it in about a month or whatever. Yeah. But the grind on that thing is just, there's just yeah. too much sometimes. So yeah. I, I still grind through once a year, Final Fantasy 2 and Final Fantasy 3. Uh, you know, those that aren't, I, I you mean you mean two U.S. or two two, two U.S. and, two US. and three okay, U.S. Yeah. So four and two, six. I went back and did two when it came out for the remastered of the um, uh, Game Boy. Yeah, the, yeah, and it wasn't as much of a grind as I remember. It mm-hmm. wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I remember playing it because I I was I was I was flying over to Florida, so I had a long flight. Yeah, and I played I played that the whole way, mm-hmm. and then I played it all the way back. Yeah, and then all it took was like a couple more hours back home, and I was done with it. Yeah, what's what's really funny is uh, when we first played those games, they were like forty-hour games, and the reason they were no, they legitimately were because I they they have timers on them, so whenever you save, you save your game time too, and deaths don't count. (laughs) Um, So uh, so I I distinctly remember seeing like thirty-five and forty hours on some of my gameplay files. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I go back and play it now, and I'm beating the game at like nine hours. Yeah. And I know speedrunner wise, that's still like incredibly right, slow. You right, can do that game right. in like three and a half. Right. But anymore, I'm grinding through it, and I'm getting every character unlocked, and I'm getting mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm maxing my characters out. What they didn't do back when these games were new was hold your hand and tell you where to go. And right. so a good chunk of my playtime was exploring, was and finding like where's the yeah. next place I need to be. Right. Yeah. That's because true. Th- That's there, true. There's a point in there's a point in Final Fantasy two and Final yeah. Fantasy three where they go. You got you this. Go. Just do whatever you want I'm to out. do. Yeah. <laughs> Not before helping the you. term before I, the term open world was a thing. Oh god. They, they did open world. Yeah. Yeah, and and think of all of the the towns that you had to explore until you talked oh, yeah. to the right the person, person to get the right trigger event. Yes. Oh, to yeah. to progress your story, and oh, then yeah. you move into Final Fantasy VI, and you have three stories going on at the same time. Yeah. With with multiple parties, like crap gets complicated quick. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. It gets it gets it gets to a crescendo about halfway, and then you're right, your party splits up, right. and then it gets even more complicated, and then right. it comes back together, and and, and then have... and then the world explodes, and yeah. and one of your main characters jumps off a cliff, and... and well, there's there's and then 
come to find out there's ways to to save that person. And you're like, well, I want to. I, I wish I knew that at the time. I know. I, I know. cried over Celeste. Are you kidding me? I cried like a baby the day I watched that. Well, I think if it was either Celeste or Shadow that will die, mm-hmm. depending on the choices that you make. No. Uh, so Shadow can die if you leave him to die right before the world goes to ruin, right before the right. world explodes. If you don't wait for your timer to expire, Shadow dies on the floating island. Right. Um, you you have to wait until it's like 10 seconds left, and finally he walks around the corner and jumps on the ship, and then you right, can leave. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but if you don't wait, you leave him behind. Yeah. And you have to live with that guilt. Uh, once you figure out, you can save him. Uh, this, right after the world explodes, uh, you're Celeste and you're on an island and it's a year later and you find out that Sid has been taking care of you for a year um, by like fishing and feeding you and, and whatnot. And, and you wake mm-hmm. up and you're like, where's everyone at? And he's like, I don't know. For all I know, we're the last two people alive. Yeah. And, and it's just you and Sid. And Sid is deathly sick by the time you wake up out of your coma and uh your job is to feed sid while he is is trying to recover but it's rng based on will you get enough fish to feed sid and so it's rng based on whether or not sid lives or dies and then based on whether or not celeste commits suicide by jumping off the cliff (laughs) yeah it's not up to you yeah it's not up to you no (laughs) I know Shadow was up to you, but yeah, I can't, I remember Shadow that. was kind of up to you, but they didn't tell you it was up to you. Mm-hmm. And then Celeste is completely up to chance. Yeah, yeah. And so you either had like a really happy childhood, like okay, there's hope, there's redemption yeah. here, or yeah. you watched one main char- one character die, and then and then her his basically daughter like go, there's nothing worth living for anymore. Yeah, and jumped goodbye. Her to death. Yeah. Yeah, good, good, good subject matter for kids to learn. Yes, that was Everybody. that was a that was a great subject in my early <laughs> teens. <laughs> oh yeah, well that was the same thing with Final Fantasy VII. But I mean that yeah. the 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 Ares character just dies no matter what. I mean, there's right. nothing you can do to right. save her. That always happened. Yep. Speaking of old games that uh, are getting remasters, uh, one game is getting a very unofficial remaster. Very unofficial. In, but impressive. But very impressive. And uh, I can't wait to give this a try. Um, I have downloaded the alpha. I'm going to compile it and, and give it a shot. But the alpha that I downloaded and the alpha they're releasing right now is not the alpha with all the in- the improved textures on it. It's just the alpha with the ray tracing on it. Uh, we are talking, of course, about Mario 64. Yes. What other game deserves ray tracing more? Am I right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Um. So... Yeah, Super Mario 64 is getting ray tracing on the unofficial PC decompilation of the game. Uh, So for those who don't know, sometime last year, the Mario 64 source code was leaked. Uh, Coders were able to decompile it and give you a source version of Mario 64 running natively on a PC. Uh, And it runs flawlessly on like anything. And if you haven't tried it, it's great. If you it's haven't awesome. tried Mario 64 with true widescreen support, it's freaking incredible. Um, but uh, because they have the source, they can start tweaking things to yep. their own want and whim. Uh, the original Mario 64 doesn't actually include any individual objects or sprites or anything like right. that. Uh, it includes vertex intersections and then yes. bases the the texture placement around that which means ray tracing it is kind of difficult. Yes. And so what 
an, uh, a very intrepid set of modders has done is gone through and basically allocated those vertexes and, and narrowed them down level by level and, and pixel by pixel into 3D models that the game can then read from. They texture those and tell ray tracing what those textures and colors are. And then ray tracing can handle the rest now that they have color and texture and depth and 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 all that kind of data, yeah. which means you get fully reflective features. You get water that looks like water. You get all these other things, all because oh, yeah. we have source access to Nintendo 64. Oh yeah, Mario 64. I, I don't know. I'm guessing you probably did. You watch the Digital Foundry video on oh, that yes. today? That was yeah. that's that's I watched the exact same thing too, and it's actually quite fascinating. God, it looks good. <laughs> it looks really good. I mean, you go walk up. To the doors to the castle and 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 the you knobs can, Mario, are fully reflective. The knobs are really reflective. Like Mario, <laughs> you can see Mario reflected through the doorknobs. I'm like, that's cool. Um, and, and the only thing that kind of like was like, okay, that's kind of weird. Was okay. They have objects and they're ray traced. So ray yeah. traced your your shadows are being cast based on the sunlight position. Yeah. But some parts of the game physically put shadows to help the 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 player right. know where to jump up one of so the one have, of the transitions so have, from 2d yeah. gaming to 3d gaming was knowing where the player is at in 3d space and the yeah. way they did that is every object in the game casts a shadow directly below it right and so, so you know where to jump to hit a block exactly so you would have in certain cases a block that has two shadows right one is where you want to stand to jump and hit it and the other, the other is, is the, the ray shadow. Trace shadow, ray trace shadow. Yeah. So it's a little wonky in, in that aspect, but I mean, that's that's a that's not a bad sacrifice for right. the beauty you get from actual ray tracing in Mario 64. Yeah, yeah, and and it it really does look good, especially with the increased polygons uh, in yeah. in Mario and a lot of the the different characters. Um, I mean, you see dire, dire docks right here and, and the water effect along with the, the floating uh, electrical orb that's right. above it. You can see light reflecting off the bottom platform up to Mario. Mario's properly yeah. shaded. Like, right. oh, it's good. Oh, it's yeah, good. Yeah, you get, you get the global illumination. So you're walking I need, on grass. I need, I need depth There's a little of bit of green underneath you. Yeah. And it's just I need green. depth of field though. I, I need a little background blur and then it's perfect. Yeah, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Just, just but, a touch. They, we're they, we're at F eleven right now. Give me F five six. That's yeah. what I want. They're, they're they're still working on that. They're still tweaking it. Yep. it. It still might come. But from what I saw, from what I watched, I didn't watch the full video. I think I watched like maybe three fourths of it. Yeah, that's about what I did. Uh, before I had to go back to work. But um, it, yeah, it was it was very impressive. I was I was like super stoked to try it. Um, yep. So I downloaded it. I'm gonna compile it and I'll uh, I'll give you a copy. Good. That way, only one Good. of us is culpable. Well, I don't know. Does, it, 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 does the raid? Does the because I don't have a I don't have an RTX oh, card. Oh, you don't have an RTX card. I I, God, I still regret selling my twenty seventy. Yep. Um, but I I didn't know. <laughs> what, you you did, did it know for the, the dream of a three thousand series card. I, so exactly. I, that's I can't what I did. fault you. I know. If you need to borrow an, an RTX card, I mean, uh, yeah, that's fine. That's okay. I can. It's, uh, it's okay. I have two 2060s. Now, I, I can't sell either one of them because one of them is the 2060 KO based on the mm. TU104 uh, TU die, which is the RTX 2080 die, which has more tensor and more RT cores. Um, but uh, I have an RTX 2060 you could borrow if you for, want to for try the purpose ratings. For the purpose of playing this Mario, Mario I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> that. That sounds, that's pretty enticing for me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. 
so I'm now opening the Fort George Magnetic Fields IPA. Oh, I'm I'm interested to hear. Actually, do I have magnet? I'm going to look this up. Which they don't specify is an IPA. It just says or it it just says India Pale Ale. They don't specify as a hazy. Right. But oh man, look, this, this one is definitely hazy. a hazy. Yes. All right, I'm going to look this thing up. Magnetic Fields. And untapped survey says I have not had that one yet. Ah. But it is wow. It is an average of four point two oh. It is. That's gotta be delicious. Um, it's really, really good, but But you gotta get a hot burn. It's still a hazy. Yeah. It, it's after four to six ounces, it's like every other hazy you've ever had. <sighs> some, some it depends on the hazy. And that's some... the and that's the problem, is it's so so good but only this much at a time. Yeah. And then you're done. And that's what I that's, don't like about hazies. Well, that's I think I think hazies are kind of in the category of like your big pastry stouts. Mhm. Best shared. With like you, you know, say share, that, share, but but I'll do a full bomber of any pastry stout. <laughs> no, I will too. <laughs> Not that it's good for you to do that. Right. But 2000 calories in a dark they, alcoholic yeah, bottle. They, they, oh man, dude, that's Mm, this is where I got this. So, uh, <laughs> so this is. Uh, what did let you me, take? Let me cir- what did you take that bottle back. from your wife? No, no, no. Let me circle back. So, uh, Edgefield <laughs> is a McMinimins. They're, they're they they do a lot of good beers here in, yep. the, in the Pacific Northwest. And I don't know if you've ever had this before, but one of my new favorites uh, that they have put out year after year since I think 2016, I think was the first year they put it out, was their uh, longest night of the year yes there's, uh, there's their, I, their bar, it's their barley wine i tried that with you yes it's yeah. delicious yeah it, it's not so as good, good as i would say as mother of all storms right but it's pretty close but it's really good it's really close and so and it's like isn't it like 10 5 or 11 percent it's this one was was 13 13 but, okay yeah. <laughs> yes so so <laughs> they had it on tap over there they had the port barrel version on tap yeah see we we had it on tap last time you and i went to mcminimins yes which was and and like three years ago that was a long time ago yeah (laughs) but usually 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 they serve it in tulips like like you know eight ounce tulips Mm -hmm. but because of the covid restrictions they weren't giving out glasses and i said well you know er everybody in my party wants some of this so we had four four of them Mm -hmm. so can i get four of these and they gave it to us in, in their plastic pint glasses yeah so I got a pint of this 13%, and that's what – that's kind of what did me in. Wow. Uh, it was delicious. Oh, my God. Oh it was God. delicious. But there's a reason why we shouldn't be drinking a whole pint of this stuff. Yeah. Because it's like drinking a pint of schnapps. It's just like yeah. very, very high ABV. I can't even and, tell there's alcohol in this. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, let's keep going. No, it was it was super good, especially with a nice cigar. And it was so good. Oh. That's what Edgefield's great for. I'm uber jealous. Out, I'm yeah, uber you go out there, right you get a nice, a nice cigar, you get a nice port, big thick barley wine, sit out by the campfire and just smoke it and drink. Oh man, it was great. Yep, it was wonderful. All right, I'm gonna finish this one. I'm gonna start on my last one. Awesome. I think, I think, I think we're actually done, right? This is the we last are story, done with right? news for the day. So, yeah. uh, what do you guys want to talk about? The floor is open. If you have any questions, comments, we got like about ten minutes left. So, yeah, uh, ten Whatever. usually usually twenty minutes. Yeah, we usually go yeah. about ten minutes over. So, yeah, that's fine. The floor is yours, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Oof, this one's good. 
I'm gonna do I'm gonna do another one. That one's that one's got a little bit of dark beer on the bottom, so I'm gonna do I do have some Star Wars themed glasses because well, we're one day off from yeah. May the fourth. Well we're we're uh Revenge of the Fifth today, so you're fine. Or Cinco, well, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, you know. Revenge of the Fifth. It's supposed, to, it's supposed to be Revenge of the Sixth. That's not what it's supposed to be. Ah. We we take we do we do the Fourth be with you. Yeah, may the Fourth be with you. Then we take a break. We take a break for Cinco, for Cinco de Mayo. De Mayo. And some tacos. Okay, so you're Revenge of the Sixth. Yeah, we're Revenge. I, I kind of like that yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. That way we, we're not we have, crapping over have, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, you don't want to crap over Cinco de Mayo. Right. Come on. Um, so this is a video I've been working on today. Um, a very, very generous viewer saw my Sun F80 cache disc review right. and said, Hey, do you want to take a look at some more kind of different cache discs? And I said, sure. Um, this one's 2.6 terabytes. What? <laughs> 2.6 terabytes? That's going to be, you know, cache disc. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, for what? For what? Just your home lab? Games and stuff. What no. games? <laughs> Uh, stuff, yeah, yeah, for the home lab. Yeah, I'll I'll put it to use in the home lab. Uh, he he sent over also two 1.3 terabyte cache disks, and wow. then some older ones which are 320s. Uh, he sent over a super interesting one also, which is a it's a flash disk from all the way back in 2008. And you might go, eh, who cares about like right. an SSD from 2008? Uh, but... Back in 2008. Uh, SSDs were not the triple triple layer NAND that we know today that had like a total endurance of like two petabytes written or some something like right. that, 1.4. Uh, it wasn't a multi-level cell, which is like what the enterprise SSDs are today. Right. It was single yeah. level cell. It was the only mm -hmm. thing they could make, right. which means this 160 gigabyte SSD, which still does 900 megabytes per second read and 750 megabytes Very per second write. Still, yes. And insanely fast random times, like tying modern SSDs for random lookups right. today, uh, has a 75 petabyte write endurance. Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this is this is for Skull because he like... I, I didn't oh, and by it. the way, there's only been 100 gigs written to it its entire life. It's aggressively relaxed Imperial IPA by drink everybody's beer. Just so Skull can yep. log it. Uh, will I be getting a newly released iMac? No, because I didn't really see a point in buying one to review because it's the same chip with a better screen. It's it's the same chip as I have in my laptop with a 4.5K display. Uh, eh, I, I'm, I'm not a Mac channel. Uh, I like Macs. I like Mac things. Uh, when they work well and when they fulfill a need that I have in my tool set. But Mac. they're not something that I have to review for viewership. In fact, buying the iMac would probably not pay for itself. Uh, and so I have to look at that aspect of things. Whereas reviewing an eBay server actually does pay for itself. And so it's kind of this weird dichotomy that I have of finding things that people will be interested in that I'm worth spend that that are worth spending the money on to review because Apple's not going to send you one. Oh, we have uh, a super chat. Yep. Uh Andrew $5 donation. Thank you, Sir Andrew. Uh crying about having to start saving for retirement this month. I would have had a dual CPU 2011 V3 board right now. Yeah. Um Man, Did I mention I left my 13-year <laughs> career for to make videos for you all? Like yeah, my retirement sucks, man. My retirement's it been stagnant done. for a year. Well, did you buy some Dogecoin? 
Totally should have. Yeah. Totally should have. Yeah. At the time, it didn't sound smart, though. No, I I, I agree. It 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 was a, it was a, it was a meme coin. Yeah. It was a meme coin. Like who? Who wants to buy meme coin? Yeah. I was there at the inception when they started making Dogecoin. I, I do remember. It was remember, a joke I, on Reddit. I, it was a joke on Reddit. It absolutely was a joke on Reddit. Everybody laughed. Yep. Everybody laughed. <laughs> I'm rich now. Right. Uh, Chris, $2 donation. Thank you, Chris. Uh, how's the Nissan Frontier doing? Still going strong? Still going very strong. Uh, love my Nissan Frontier. It's a 2013 Nissan Frontier with, uh, I just rolled it over 80,000 miles this last month. Uh, for those keeping track, that means since the day I retired, I've only done 3,000 miles on the truck. <laughs> That's, that was my, my wife's favorite truck. We, we bought a we bought a Nissan Frontier, Frontier yeah. when, when it first came out, the very first model, we bought one. Mm-hmm. She drove that thing to the ground. Yeah. Oh, we drove that thing to the ground. She loved her Frontier. Yep. Uh, I specifically sought out this particular model of Frontier. Uh, mine is the Frontier Pro 4X uh, with a six-speed manual. So mine is like, man, if you want a four-wheel drive, rear-locking diff, and a manual transmission, mine is the truck to get right now. Uh, outside of the Tacoma, and, and nothing terrible against the Tacoma, but when I was shopping for, for trucks... I didn't want to buy brand new because I had a certain budget. My budget was about 25000 And I could either buy a brand new Tacoma, fully specced out the way I wanted it, for about 42000 Or I could buy a Chevy Colorado and get a diesel with an 8-speed automatic. Uh, not in a manual, uh, obviously, but uh, but four-wheel drive, locking diff, and, and everything else, for about 41000 Uh or I could buy a brand new Frontier for about 35. Then I started looking on the used market. Like, like I don't mind buying a three-year-old used car, 40,000 miles well-maintained, like that's fine mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. So I could buy a Tacoma for 38,000. <laughs> I could buy a Colorado for literally same price as new for a used diesel, uh, if they even had them. Uh, or I could buy a Nissan Frontier for I think I paid twenty three five. That's not bad. <laughs> so I saved seventeen thousand dollars over over a brand new Tacoma by buying my Frontier when it was three years old. Uh, and I freaking love the car. It's great. Yeah. It it uh, Frontiers are fun. I, I've only had one problem with it ever, and that was uh, actually when I was driving on the highway. I drove over a rather large rock and. The rock bounced up and managed to miss my my rock guard shield, my shield underneath, and took out my uh, rear body stability control, traction control, mm. cruise control module. And so I was in cruise control at like 70 miles an hour at the time when I hit this rock. And uh, it was like, it was raining and I saw it way too late to be able to avoid it. So I just like kind of, you did that little anal hoped tucker it, and hoped it hoped it went hope through. it doesn't yeah. do too much and whatnot yeah. and it, as soon as i hit it my cruise control went poof, and and i like dropped my gear and i went what the heck and uh, uh and so all of a sudden i'm doing 40 when i should have been doing 70 um because the cruise didn't know what to do anymore so it just stopped uh all of a sudden my traction control my body control my four-wheel drop like all my lights are flashing on my dash and I went, oh god and yeah, what had happened is it, the front tire kicked it up and and managed to skip my rock guard and perfectly take out my my cruise control module. 
so that was seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> ah, ouch. Well, still not that bad. Yeah. All things considered. But all things considered, that's the only trouble I've ever had with the truck, and it's been. And it, and it wasn't the fault of of like wear and tear. It was right. like that was a freak accident. accident. Right. Yeah, it was an accident. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I took it into the to the dealership and and they actually brought the module out to me and said, "How did you manage that?" Yeah, and I like, said, "I'm pretty sure it was a rock." They said, "Yeah, but you have the rock guards on it." I said, "I know, shouldn't have happened, yeah. but it did." Yeah, one in a million, baby. <laughs> yeah. So beyond that, I've had no problems with the truck. Uh, it it's been fantastic. Well, it still needs a new clutch, but that's thanks to the old owner. So I've done. I bought it with 39,000 miles on it. I've I've done 41,000 of my own now. It still needs a new clutch, but that's because I can actually drive a clutch and the previous owner couldn't. <laughs> so. Hmm. Apparently I'm getting a lot of chatter that there's a, I think it's a SpaceX satellite that's, or something, there's some kind of satellite that's re-entering the orbit. It's making a big old ah. streak across the sky in the, the Pacific Northwest here. Yep. Yeah, I knew they successfully landed the uh, the prototype rocket earlier today. Um, yeah. But what's going on now? I didn't think anything there's, was there's, going on now. Well, I th I'm like everybody's like, hey, what's this in the sky? Hmm. Yeah, don't Let's know. See, what was it? Uh, experience regarding Seagate utility checking disk. Uh, I have no experience with the Seagate utility itself. Um, yeah, uh, in production, we didn't run very many Seagate drives uh, at my last uh, organization. We did have a couple of arrays of them. Uh, we had, uh, in particular, one of our sites had, I think, 12 six, 6 terabyte Seagate drives, and I upgraded the firmware on the drives a couple of times. They were the 6 terabyte Enterprise SaaS. Um, but that's really the only use I've ever had out of the utility. So, I don't know. Uh, I tend to rely on smart uh, reporting for a lot of drive health status, uh, run hours, bytes written, that kind of thing. Uh, that'll tell you a lot more about a drive's health than Seagate going, yeah, everything looks good or not. So that's oh, my opinion. Apparently, apparently they're, uh, they're Starlink satellites being launched. Oh, so kind of, kind of tying in. So they're, they're being launched, but we can't pirate off of them. Right. Yeah. So what, what good are they? Yeah. Whatever. It's because Jeff downloaded those ID4 discs and brought the that's, aliens back. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing. We can, still get, we can still get Flash uploaded to them, so they'll mm -hmm. crash back down, so that's cool. That's By the way, in the after party today, which you can take part of if you're in the Discord, yep. join the Patreon or Floatplane to get access to said Discord server, and you can live video chat with me and Steve after the show. Right. Uh yeah, uh, Jeff is probably gonna be playing the. Uh, the I'm totally gonna install those onto my DOS the whole box time system. While, while, while we're while we're sitting there chatting, he's gonna play them. I totally we'll am. Give us comp commentary throughout the whole yep. thing. And and don't get me wrong, <laughs> they're awful games. Oh yeah, no, they're, I'm sure they're awful. horrible. Yeah, you know, I think there's a market. There could there could be a market like we have. Rift tracks and like red letter media, best of the worst and stuff like that, yeah. where they talk about horrible movies and, yeah. and, and horrible. We should have a, a stream for horrible games. You know what? That like might just, like that might make a great uh, segment for a second channel. Yeah, just like like uh, ripping on horrible games, playing games, ripping on how horrible they are, playing like you know. One of my favorite stuff. television moments of all time. 
was Daniel Tosh da, did a segment on Tosh.0 called Spoiler Alerts. Yeah. Uh, in which he did the same thing with terrible movies. And yeah. the best one ever, and you can still look this up on YouTube, or I guess it's streaming on Comedy Central now, uh, is look up his spoiler alert for Tiptoes the movie. Okay. Do you know Do you know what the movie Tiptoes is? I, I, I've never heard of Tiptoes the okay. movie actually. I don't. I don't. It doesn't okay. Sound okay. Great. Let, let me. No. 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 Let, let me. On. Let me throw these out for okay. you. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. No. No. Don't look it up. Just. Oh, okay, just okay. hear what okay. I ha- hear stopping, what I have to I'm say. I'm stopping. I'm stopping. Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right. Kate, all right. All right. Kate Beckinsale. Well, it doesn't sound too bad. Gary Oldman. Well, it doesn't sound that bad. Right. Doesn't like like there's uh, Peter Dinklage. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. like there's good actors there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, good um, actors doesn't mean anything if the script's like terrible. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, and the script is bad. <laughs> okay. Um, and and the trailer it it's great because it's a mm-hmm. uh, Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale, and in the role of a lifetime, Gary Oldman. <laughs> Verbatim. He's had like he's had like he's had like ten roles of a lifetime. Right. Gary Oldman has. Right. Um. Like, think of a role that Gary Oldman is bad in. There's not one. Maybe some of his earlier stuff. I don't know. It's kind of, I have to go back. Even then, it's like, there's not much. Like, if Gary Oldman's in it, it's probably a good movie. And he probably doesn't use, it's probably you have to look him up on ID. It's like, who's that guy? He looks. Oh, no. No, Gary Gary Oldman is. That's Gary Oldman. That's Gary Oldman. Oh, Oh, no, no, no. Gary Oldman (laughs) is very much Gary Oldman in this movie. Oh, okay. But he's playing a little person. Um. But he's not a. But he's not a little person. person. But he's playing so you, a little person. Um, and so this is starting to sound familiar, actually. I so think this is to sound familiar. So at certain points, he's sitting on a couch, and you can totally tell his legs are going through the couch, and they have like some prosthetic little pointers sticking out in front of him, oh. and his arms are just kind of like T Rexed up, like so he's sitting this like is, this. This is a little like Dorf on golf type stuff. Yes. Going on. Yeah. yeah. But look up the Tosh point uh spoiler alert for uh tiptoes okay it's 45 minutes long it's almost as long as the damn movie is and it's fantastic all right like suddenly he's a fireman for some reason and uh yeah i have it queued up yeah i'm not i'm not gonna watch it now maybe we'll watch this in the after party i think this could be a good laugh Maybe at eleven at eleven o'clock. So so in an hour we'll start we'll start the uh, the tiptoe spoiler alerts on the after party. I think that could be a fun crowd watch. That'd be fun. So anyway, it is five past the hour of ten o'clock, and this has been episode one eighty two of Talking Heads here on Craft Computing. Thank you all so much for watching. If you want to catch us on the replay, look us up on anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found for every single episode of Talking Heads uh, about a day after we go live. Uh, what's my normal outro? I don't even remember. Linode.com. Yeah, visit, visit linode.com <laughs> slash craft computing to get a $100 60-day credit uh, for starting a new account. That's linode.com slash craft computing. I sincerely appreciate it if you want to check that out to get your own home lab started. Uh, and thank you to Linode for sponsoring this episode of Talking Heads. Uh, what else we got? Make sure to like this one. Subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already. If you like the beer content, subscribe over to Hops and Brews. My friend John and usually Steve are on there. Yep, I'm uh, on there. Lots of good stuff if you like the beer reviews. Um, join us every Wednesday night here at 8 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news. And as always, we'll see you in the next. We'll see you next week.
How's that? Next week. Yeah. Not me, but someone somebody. else. Yeah, someone else. Someone will be here. Probably John, but who cares? Who cares about John? <laughs> Good night, everyone. All right, bye. Oh, man. I, I have to...